Welcome to the CXM Experience. Today is a tribute show. Kind of sad, um, but it's a it's a great story about a great person. Happened over the weekend, and uh, I was deeply saddened when I heard of it. Uh, and you may have heard as well that Tony Shea has passed away. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tony is the CEO and one of the founders of Zappos and has had a, an amazing career, mostly focused on customer experience. And I'd say that you know his secret weapon was customer experience. So I wanted to just give you a little bit of my story with Tony Shea and uh, a little bit about him, uh, give you a couple things to read. And along that journey, I'll also uh, share a little bit of insight on customer experience with Wikipedia. And uh, we'll just kind of ramble for a few minutes here and uh, take a few lessons from Tony and and thank him for everything that uh, he's taught us. And I think there's still quite a bit left to learn. So um, I uh, have been uh, an entrepreneur and a, a corporate citizen as well over the course of my career, kind of gone back and forth. And at one point, I ran a startup called Open Cola with uh, Corey Doctorow and John Henson. And we got our original round of funding from a now defunct VC firm in Toronto called Mosaic Venture Partners. Uh, Vernon Lobo was uh, the uh, LP there who kind of led that round with us. And Vernon still runs a different Mosaic company called Mosaic Capital Partners. And uh, as part of that, one thing that Mosaic did a nice job of, and this is you know, kind of back in the day, right? So this is late nineties, um, did a nice job of, uh, bringing in, um, leading speakers and thinkers and entrepreneurs and, you know, other VC firm leads, et cetera. And in one of those meetings, we met Tony Shea. Uh, at that time, Tony had just sold something called link exchange to Microsoft for a couple hundred million, had a bit of coin in his pocket and had started his own VC firm, uh, which was, I think, probably one of the most sort of interesting names for VC firm ever called Venture Frogs. And they decided to call it Venture Frogs because a friend of his uh, said that she'd invest everything she had in the firm if they called it Venture Frogs. So he did, uh, although she didn't. But they invested in a wide variety of tech and internet startups, uh, including Ask Jeeves. And Ask Jeeves was a search engine and OpenCola was a search engine as well. So it was kind of a good combo. And I think at one point we were talking to Tony about investing in OpenCola. Uh, he also invested in OpenTable, one of my favorite apps, and then Zappos, uh, where he joined the founder, uh, Nick Swinum, and um, and then became CEO and was CEO there for 21 years. So so I had a chance to meet him and at an earlier stage. And I remember him, him talking about um, happiness then and talking about culture then. And it was interesting. Uh, he had such an incredible focus on culture. And it was interesting to me that uh, he was so focused on it. And it was a real blind spot for me at the time because I had, I'd come from Procter & Gamble where culture was very strong and very powerful and, and very effective. And so I didn't really... I didn't really have a dysfunctional culture story to sort of lean back on and understand what happens when it goes bad. And then after that, I was sort of running my own companies. So, you know, I kind of felt good about those. Um, since then, I've had the um, opportunity to experience culture gone wrong. And I'll tell you, boy, it's a, it's a killer. And so that focus on culture that Tony had from a very early stage uh, served him quite well. Um, he took Zappos from 
complete startup to sold it to Amazon for 1.2 billion and is generally regarded as one of the best places to work and is still quite independent of Amazon, but is, you know, leverages a lot of Amazon's technology. So as I was kind of preparing this sort of tribute today to Tony, um, I want to talk about Amazon in a second because he's got a great book you should buy there. I was doing uh, a little bit of research just on Wikipedia to remind myself of some of the particulars of his life and things that he'd done. And when I got to Wikipedia, uh, they asked me to donate. They're doing the, one of their donation campaigns right now. And apparently if we all donate $2.75, um, they'll be set for years to come. So I decided to do my, I usually do about 20 bucks a year. I would say I probably get more than $20 in value from Wikipedia. And I thought they did a nice job this year on the positioning. They said, if you think we've given you $2.75 worth of value this year, we'd like you to donate it to us. I thought, oh, that's pretty compelling. It's like a value realization sale, right? Which is, did I get basically three bucks of value from Wikipedia this year? And it's like, hell yes. In fact, I get that probably that kind of value from them almost every day. And so I kind of feel like I'm still sort of ripping them off, giving them 20 bucks, but at least it's, you know, 10x what they asked for. What was interesting is that I went, I clicked on the link and I had the opportunity to use Amazon Pay, PayPal, or credit card. So I chose Amazon Pay took me through, a. I had to do an authorization on my phone with a link. I logged in. It was pre-filled, so that was easy. Chose the $20, cashed out, and it was done. Great. However, I ended on a thank you page from Wikipedia, which was great. I'm glad they were thankful. But I could have used that as an email. Because what I really wanted to do is go to the page that I had entered originally. And so they took me out of that flow and I had to kill it and then start all over again. Not a big deal, but just if you're listening to Wikipedia, that flow after I pay, take me to the thing I was searching for originally and uh, make me feel really good about that, that transaction, getting me to the information I wanted right away. So anyway, so uh, back to Tony. So he's got a book that he wrote. You should read it. If you're, if you're in a business that deals with customers, uh, it's a book called Delivering Happiness. A Path to Profits, Passion, and Purpose. Uh, he wrote it back in 2013, but it's just as relevant today. Uh, and you know, he has all sorts of sort of things that he did at Zappos to make it a new and different kind of culture. Uh, for example, they would pay, pay brand new employees who weren't working out. They'd pay them $2,000 to quit, uh, just <laughs> to get them to move on. Um, they made customer service the responsibility of the entire company. And this is something I've been talking about over and over again, which is if care is the new marketing, care can't just be the responsibility of the care department or even just the marketing department. Everyone has to be engaged in it. And one of the things I love about Zappos is that at Zappos, everybody actually works in care. So when you first start, you're on a sort of four-week training program. And a part of that time you spend in customer service. At Sprinkler, we have a customer experience center. Uh, when new employees come into the marketing department, they work in the CXC, learn how the product works, but they also get to engage uh, with customers. And so I think this idea of being able to put people on the front lines is really important as well. What I think is also really cool is that they also make sure that when things are busy, you can actually Everyone does it. So as part of the company's unique culture, all employees work on the customer service desk uh, during the training, and they also help out during the busy holiday season. Even Tony Shea would work the phones during the holiday season. 
And uh, if you go online, uh, there are all these memorable stories from Zappos employees about amazing customer service experiences that they've had. And and what what's interesting when you read them, and there's different themes to them, and some are. I think the great thing about Zappos is if you've got a problem, they'll solve it. If you've, you know, you can return shoes up to 365 days after buying them and they'll help you find an exchange or, you know, in one case, someone tried to return shoes, but her credit card that she'd originally used to buy them was gone. So she couldn't refund it to their credit card. Uh, so she could get a new pair of shoes and the person spent hours on the phone helping pick out shoes with the person. Um, in fact, I think if I, if I recall that story correctly, um, that particular story was a 10 hour call. Uh, and so, so the, the Zappos person was on the phone for 10 hours with the person and exchanging pair of shoes, a pair of shoes for 10 hours. Uh, so they, talked about New York. They talked about friends, the TV show. Uh, they talked about kids. Uh, they talked about household chores. They were, they, they, there was customers on the speakerphone and they just talked for 10 hours. And they, the agent says it was so easy and natural. It felt like a long last best friends. Uh, we're still Facebook friends, but we still haven't met in person. And this idea is you go through all these Zappos stories, there's, they're all about creating personal connection very authentic personal connections. And, the, and frequently they talk about how long they'll spend with someone on the phone. Uh, there's no time on call metric at Zappos. And so they can spend the time they need to get done what needs to be get done and, and create a really, really loyal customer. And that, of course, amplifies like, like crazy. Uh, one of the other things about Zappos, which is quite unique, is its management structure. They, they run on a, a principle, and they're, they're relatively unique in this. It's, there's other companies that play with it, but in terms of a major corporation, uh, I think they're one of the only ones that run on the principle of holacracy. And there, there's actually a holacracy um, organization. So that is, it's actually a registered trademark of Holacracy One LLC, and it is defined by the Holacracy Constitution, which was released under Creative Commons 4.0 share-alike license. Uh, and it was invented originally um, by someone named Brian Robertson uh, at a company called Ternary Software, which is uh, in Exton, Pennsylvania. And, uh, and he, he kind of laid all this stuff out in the early 2000s and actually has released a book called Holacracy, the New Management System for a Rapidly Changing World. Uh, Medium tried it for a while but moved on but uh, Zappos is committed to it, and in fact, so committed that in 2015, they they actually said, you know, if you're not fully committed to this, uh, you should leave the company because this is where we're going. And so, in uh, 2015, about 14% of the Zappos company voluntarily left because they didn't want to stay aligned to Holacracy, which I think is fascinating. Uh, so it's basically uh, a system where um, there's not the sort of strict kind of management structure that you typically see. Um, but basically, uh, you structure the organization as a system of self-organizing circles. And the circles are organized hierarchically, and each circle is assigned clear purpose and accountabilities by its broader circle. But the circles all have the authority to self-organize internally to best achieve their goals. Uh, and they each circle conducts their own governance meetings, they assign members to fill roles, and they take out responsibility for carrying out work within their domain of authority. Uh, and so there are, there are link people that sit between the circles, uh, but the idea is to create a very flexible, 
fast moving system that is that integrates input from different parties and ensures that you know everything is um, done to meet the needs of the customer. Uh, so I think it's a fascinating idea. I've never worked in a system like this, so I don't know. Um, all I can say is that, boy, oh, boy, do they do a great job at Zappos. So there's probably something there. And uh, it's interesting to see how committed Tony was to that. I was watching some videos of him on the weekend uh, just as after I heard the news, and he was talking about Holacracy uh, in detail. So there we go. Tony Shea, uh, innovator, forward thinker, orthogonal thinker, someone committed deeply to customer satisfaction, committed deeply to being human and having passion, committed deeply to trying to find new ways to do things. Uh, real loss, 46 years old, to lose Tony at this stage, probably as he, as he was about to embark on a, on a career of influencing a whole new generation of companies is, is a real tragedy. But you can read his book, uh, you can read more about his company, and you can find more about his philosophy. And I guess probably the best thing you could do today to really recognize it is go buy a pair of shoes at Zappos. For the CXM Experience, this is Grad. I'll see you next time.